Welcome to the beepity boops, the meeks and moose in the background. That is pervert fervor playing in the background. You guys are listening to Some Call Me Tim, uh, the show that's about God, God's afterlife, belief, structure, whatever, all that stuff. We've got Timmy in the background beepity booping his ways for yous. On the Meekity Moogs, our special guest today is stand-up comedian Casey Scannell. What up, what up, Hey, man? nice to see you. Nice to be here on this chilly, chilly-ass day, dude. Chilly-ass day. Well, you're holding a nice can, nice cold can of steel reserve, like a champion. On that comics budget, Pam. Uh, hey, oh, that's great. I, I actually can't drink malt liquor. Uh... I just can't do it anymore. I used to, my favorite malt liquor used to be Sparks. Do you remember Sparks? No, I've never even had Sparks. You've never had Sparks. No, just Mickey's and Steel. You've me. never had Sparks. Sparks. Do they still sell it? I don't think so. It was the precursor to Four Loco. Okay, so you have to be real close to the mic, friend. Okay. Uh, Four Loco, or one, two, three, four, Loco, losers! Uh, I do not enjoy that because it's, what, 12, 14% alcohol or something? But it's, it's 750, it's more than, it's more it's 16 ounces is more than like the tall can is well but it's like it's like that big right yeah but that's more than a bottle of wine no way because a bottle of wine is 750 milliliters oh so you get straight hammered if it's 14 percent, which is like Uh what wine is what is steel reserve it's like eight eight point one it's some wacky stuff Mm. i know oh but the thing about the four loco has the garana and all so the Mm. sparks used to be there was a six percent a seven percent and an eight percent sparks the eight percent was in a black can and it didn't Mm. taste as good it was orange flavored and it made me like beyond crack so I used to drive drunk in San Diego, uh, but it's because I had four sparks at night, and I would have them over ice at the bar, and I'd sip my sparks, and then at the end of the night, I'd be like, who wants to ride home? Wow, want to go to El Cajon? Let's do it. Let's no way. Honestly, I, I lived in El Cajon for Oh, a shut up. Really? No, no, because I went to San Diego State. Oh, did yeah, you? Yeah. I took the uh, scenic Van Wilder route. You know, it took six years. Sweet. No, I should have taken more than four years of college. I, I regret know, that. I can definitely say I've done some regretful driving on the eight. On the eight. Yeah. I know. The eight is beaches. so dangerous. Going right to beaches. Right. Right, in, yeah. right down that floodplain, uh, right past. And here's the crazy thing about San Diego, Qualcomm Stadium, right. no more. No, gone. I, okay. I mean, we talk about morality and stuff on this show, but I find it amoral when something that's completely usable, an enormous building of great capacity, which could do all kinds of things for the community, mm-hmm. gets torn down. That's true. Why? Why would you? It's the same thing with Candlestick. Yeah. Why do we? take enormous things that were feats of engineering and we just destroy them. Why not continue to use something? I find it amoral to destroy something that works just fine. I agree. Because honestly, it could have been used as like an expo center, events, concerts, and for sure. Exactly. I know there's a lot of nostalgia, if anything. I mean, could you even make money off of like landmarking a stadium? Why not? I mean, you could make that the new Niner Museum. You could make it a museum. You could yeah. make it a fun. You could make it a. You could make it into partial housing. It yeah, could be. A, yeah, I mean, yeah. it could be anything. Be more it's positive a huge. Though, yeah. It's a huge building, and just to destroy it, it yeah. seems so insane to me. All of the plumbing, all of the concrete, all of the resources. Yeah. Like I just don't understand. I'm like that does not compute. It is a bummer to see those things go. Because, like, really, what is the standard then? What can stay? Like, why are certain monuments 
still standing if they're not right. really doing anything. Right. You know, if you can make houses there. Monument to Steel Reserve. I know, it's... No, no, hey, I'm not, ain't no shame in the game. I know, I'm not trying to be classy <laughs> at all. No bougie here, dude. I uh, I usually, well, I, I used to like to drink on Wednesdays, but I teach a class now from five to six, and really? so they're kids, and so I just, I'm afraid of, I don't re- recognize when I smell like alcohol, uh, but I feel like I sometimes smell. When you see that kind of like recoil on like your first sentence, it doesn't even have to be a whisper. Yeah. You know, but it can smell like a frat locker room kind of thing. Where right. It's just the- old stale Jaeger kind of emitting from mm, your mouth. Wow. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's just gnarly. I drink a lot of PBR. Oh. Uh, yeah. So usually on the show we talk about um, the afterlife. Do you believe in Jesus? Um, I grew up Episcopalian fearing him in a way. Episcopalian. Which are pretty cool, right? They're like like, easy Catholics, right? Yeah, we're LGBT friendly and all that stuff. But you still kneel. There's kneeling and stuff. Yeah, there was. I remember there there was those little fold-out things. Right, right. I remember uh, St. Ambrose Church in Foster City. Ooh. And I was, I'd have to go to Sunday school the whole, you know, nine. Yeah. But uh, I found a lot of logic problems just like your last guest did, you know? Right. Constantly. I feel like a lot of people do. Like things don't really add up. And I love Logic problems. Yeah. I love to swear. I love to cuss. It's my favorite. Yeah. Been doing it since. Been doing. What, well, it. let's go quick. Quick side note. Quick uh, train uh, depot mm-hmm. direction leaving. Uh, favorite curse words. Ooh. Are you a goddammer, or do you stay away from that? Because there's a lot of people that a, won't GD I don't it. I want to say they everyone loves GD. a good strong fuck. You know, right? Like oh yeah. Fist into it. But if I were to, I like a good shit or God damn it. See, you do like a God. You are a God damn it. There are people who are God damn it and there are people who aren't because they were raised. I know people that are so anti God damn it that they're just like, you just can't even, you just can't. And it's like, seriously, like that's the one that you take offense to. Mm -hmm. Like they'll be like, yeah, cocksucker, motherfucker. No problem there at all. Mm -mm. But with the GDs, they get a little bit like, what? I know. It's so crazy. I don't have any problem with any swear words. I throw the cunt around. I I, I don't care I at all. I also love cunt. I think cunt's a great I one. I think it should be more accepted. I, I don't agree. see why you get the huge like backlash once you drop the hard C. Well, you know, and honestly, bitch bothers me more than cunt because bitch is a real thing. It's a female dog. So, like in bitch, you're objectifying and demeaning at the same time. Whereas cunt is like just a really cool word for a vagina but and if you're calling someone like vagina but you don't say yeah. that you, i mean <laughs> also twat doesn't even come close to do you that guys want to hear the the most offensive series of words i've ever heard in my entire life yes with that right now absolutely your mother's mouth is a faggot's asshole wow <laughs> wow oh, that's so lame. yeah like i some guy asked me for change outside of Cafe du Nord, and I said no. And then he's like, "Your mother's mouth is a faggot's asshole." Wow. Wow. And I just started laughing so hard I was impressed. Like that's poetry. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean it's a one. metaphor, <laughs> which <laughs> I approve of. Like I, I like uh, I find similes. I, I don't like them. I don't. No. Yeah. But a, a metaphor insult? Fucking fantastic. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. You can package it like that. Art form. Your mother's mouth is a faggot's asshole. <laughs> God, so wrong on yeah. so many I think so Confucius many said that once. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I'm going to get that as a fortune cookie like two days before I die. Um, <laughs> no, but, uh, so I was talking about I love to swear. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I started it was right like, back to Episcopalian. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I was at my church and there's uh, the priest's kid. His name was like Joey or Zach or some really, you know, shit name. And uh, <laughs> he would swear all the time, all the time. But he would never get in trouble. And no one would ever kind of reprimand him for that. He would just straight up do it, like in church, in church, in Sunday school, in the in the pews next to me, kind of like whispering he, just because oh, he knew we could get away with it because be like, he knew I loved it. Shit, cocksucker! Oh yeah, yeah. He would teach me a lot, anyone. Really? And he was only like a year or two older than me, so he's mm. getting away with all this shit, right? And I'm like, okay, well then I don't really get where's the consequence because he's not, right? You know? And then you live a shitty adolescence that you kind of learn, like, oh yeah, there is no. Right people get the right thing. Cunt face is probably my favorite. When I'm really angry Ooh. at someone, that's the, usually the thing that comes out. I'll be like, that cunt face asshole. Mm. Which is like weird because I don't know. Another weird thing. I, I, I don't scream know why. cunt motherfucker a lot. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, I'm like, cunt motherfucker. Um, yeah. they're, they're all just, I mean, it's so funny that we as a group make certain words taboo. And we don't even necessarily know their etymology or where they came yeah. from or why that particular word has so much power. Like, why? It's all the same 26 letters that in English we jam together to make words. But these are almost like made-up words. Like, we, we constantly make up words. The language is constantly evolving. But then why? Yeah, I mean, mean ne- neologies happen every other day. I wish that we could start calling it, like, a Cyrus or something. Mm. Be like, you're a Cyrus on this world. Yeah, like, I mean... Like, a Miley Cyrus is so gross. Like, you'd be Cyrus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be like, you, like, if you wanted to say, like, you are you are a cunty sellout, yeah. I would just call you a Cyrus. But it'd be even worse, right? Because cunty sellout is, you know... But like, mm-hmm. but why do we, how do we formulate our... It's just, it's weird that there's a connection to just a series of sounds, like you're saying. It really right. is. It's really a guttural, I'm angry, here's what it is. And it's either going to be two seconds long, it's going to have a T at the end, or it's going to end with damn or whatever. Right. But when people would even be like in school and saying like, oh, truck you. And you oh, right, 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 that, right, 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 right. Like, well, I mean the same thing. What the, what the fuck's the big deal? Right, I, I called a dude wait. a jellyfish once and he got fucking... Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, he was a lobster, so. Yeah, no. <laughs> Rock la mm. And um, my parents always used, because I used to say, I fucking hate going to school. I hate the dentist or whatever. And they would always say, don't say hate. Oh. Say strongly dislike. But it's the same thing. Uh, how about abhor? Thing. You know? Abhor is a fun word. Abhor is a good abhor. word. Abhor. Ugh, I, adho- I abhor it. But that's the thing is that sometimes people think that you're saying you adore it. What's your favorite but word? Really, you abhor it. Ooh. What's your favorite what? Word. In all of the language? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know your favorite word? Pam. All right, Casey. <laughs> I've always been intrigued by the word phonetic because it's not spelled phonetically. Oh my God, I that's I feel like it should so, be spelled with an F. So fucking brilliant. So I've always been like, why? That is so brilliant. You should do a joke about that. That's, it's oh, a yeah, great one-liner. My one dad liner. will laugh his ass off at that one. Well, no, it's oh, great it's, because it's know. like, you're basically saying like, like I'm no, you could start with some like I ain't, I'm no genius. Yeah. But why would you? Ooh, you know what word I do like to say because it just pisses people. I love using the word moist. Oh yeah, people hate the word moist. I, I, I don't know why. They and hate panties. the word moist. I, I like panties. Moist panties together, not so mm. much because it means I peed my pants a little. But yeah. moist and panties are both fun words, and I don't understand why some people get all up in arms about it. Moist. Moist cunt. 
Moist cunt. That's a nice one. <laughs> nice. That's good. Uh, so you were Episcopalian. Mm-hmm. You kneeled a lot. You went to... What was your favorite? Do you remember your favorite? Um, do you remember any songs from... Uh, Sunday school. No, I. No, I, I, come I, I on. Always mailed it in. Think back. Think back with me. What about? Ooh, I do have a funny story though. Wait, you, this one you don't remember any songs no at songs. all. You don't I, remember. There's a ton of them though. We sang a shitload. You shit don't load. remember. Um, this little light of mine. Do, that was a good one. This little light one. of mine. I'm gonna let it shine. Mm-hmm. Take, take it, Arden. I'm gonna <laughs> let it shine. Let it shine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right, what's the? And if the devil doesn't like it, he can sit on attack. That's the same one. That's the same one. That's the same. Because it's, or no, because it's uh, put my light under a bush. Oh no, I'm going to let it shine. Mm. And then it's like the devil wants to put a cup on it or something. And you're like, no, I'm going to let it shine. If I could go back in time, I'd go back in time and just walk in that classroom and sock that teacher. Well, there were so many of them. I remember all of them. Um, like a big. Yeah. One of my favorites yeah. was, uh, don't build your house on a sandy land. Don't build it too near the shore. Well, it might be kind of nice, but you'll have to build it. You're reopening so you weird memories in my mind. Stop it. You got to build your house upon a rock. Make a good foundation <laughs> on a solid spot. Well, the storms may come and go, but the peace of God you will know. And those two parts going around. So you'd sit in a circle, and I was really good at not hearing the other people and singing like on the. And you get like four part around going on. It's like, oh my ma- my head is breaking from the math. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so tell us a story from that you remember from Sunday school. All right. Well, actually, it was Since you uh, don't remember any It was songs. an Easter service. It was at night. We're all holding candles, right? Oh, at Easter, that's usually a Christmas Eve thing. Oh, okay, might have been. See, I don't know because Christmas about Eve, Christmas Eve midnight okay. is what they do. Is you get all the they turn the lights out and they say, "God loved the world and mm. it was dark. It was dark in the world. And there was one candle. God gave His light to the world with one candle, and then they spread it to that three people, and then it goes, right. and then suddenly it's filled with light. So and then, it's Christmas Eve, then, right? It's Christmas Eve, and then you sing, "Joy to the world." <laughs> God has. That's the end of the service. I'm sorry, I have photographic no, 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 memory. No. I remember. Did you guys have to shake a small rabbit to death? <laughs> no. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, definitely. There was the skinning of the Haas and Pfeffer. Uh, then, no. I don't know. We call them lucky. Oh. <laughs> so uh, the story you were, so you remember from okay. Christmas Eve. So I had uh, dope spiked hair, super oh, yeah. gelled out. Right, I'm like seven. I'm looking at the candle wax, just like, oh shit, that's cool, you know. And then we all, for some reason, out of our pews, like go up the center rope, I guess, to do. I don't know to get to get money to from the people money, yeah you know, something yeah whatever. passing the collection plate and you know. i'm going up there and i i don't care i'm feeling fine but people are like looking at me hella weird right i don't see why and then the <laughs> priest looks at me he's like dude oh and he like bats the shit out of my head my mom comes out of the, i had my hair on fire <laughs> in the middle of this church i didn't even care and like it's like it's i guess i thought it was super like it was a big day so i said easter but it maybe must it was Christmas, the pentecost you know but i felt wow. like that might have been like a sign or something wow. you know like i need to get out of here it didn't feel right yeah. your hair on fire in the middle of church man that's so, awesome mm-hmm. and uh that might have been one of the last times i did go you know lucifer <laughs> lucifer means light bringer and it's so funny because oh, that's dope lucifer was the angel who god threw out of heaven uh yeah and he runs a club in la now it, called lucifer but <laughs> yeah, lucifer is latin for light bringer so mm. you were the light bringer that day with your head on fire i know it must have been right that's crazy though. yeah 
But uh, yeah, I don't know why Satan. When they say Satan and they say Lucifer, they're they're actually not the same. The mm. devil and Lucifer, like they, there are so many different angels that were thrown out. There's like there's the Azrael and there's Beelzebub. so many. Do, do, any, of the, do and, any of the yeah. Eastern uh, religions uh, have that dichotomy? Have the devils? No, the de- well, yeah. I mean the dichotomy. You know, like the good bad side. Like sure. Uh, oh yeah, yin and yang. I guess. Well, if you look at like. Japanese like Shintoism or what they're doing they I mean that's ancestor worship but they have all of those masks of devils and you see it like think of think of Japanese art stuff yeah yeah they got these like dual planes they, of reality they've, yeah they've got like they've got people that are looking very angry and they're dragons and scary things like there's always I think every group of people has so uh Casey, what was your what were your scary things that you that they made you afraid of at the you said first oh because oh, we were scared it of Jesus. It was just about oh you don't want to go to hell, like they made hell seem just terrible. Like like what? Okay, they would be like oh you can't um, every food that you'd want to eat uh uh-uh, uh you can't have it down there no more. Uh, if you don't listen to your parents, guess what? Your parents are gone. <gasps> but is your gone. dog there? Because it's not in heaven. That's oh I kind of want. My puppy's gonna be in heaven, man. You don't mm. think so? Well, that's what they tell you, right? They, yeah, they, they all t- dogs do go to heaven. You're not a believer. <laughs> they, no, I don't I, think the Episcopalians I quit, I quit are. my religion uh, when they told me my dog wouldn't go to heaven. They told you that? Yeah, in yeah. fifth grade. That oh. was mine too, fifth grade, and it yeah. was that my cat wasn't going to heaven, or my grandma. My are you for real? My grandma, as a devout Catholic. And went to mass and all that stuff in fifth grade. Miss Blake, oh, what a oh. cunty, cunty bitch! You know what? And at my school, they didn't even have to have real teaching credentials because it was a private school. All they had to be was like Christians that like really loved the Lord, and they could just fuck up kids' lives and get paid a lot of money to do it. My parents paid like twenty grand a that year for me to be at a stupid school where people were mean to me, and the teacher told me that my grandma was going to hell. Yeah, they, uh, <laughs> they said some really mean shit to me too. Now that I think about that it, that is gnarly. No, just to be clear, I already understand that there is no actual dog heaven I'm just like <laughs> I'm hoping that my past puppy is okay and is wherever oh, he might for, be for yeah. you Casey yeah. yeah please describe dog heaven okay well <laughs> first of all if it's anything like the movie the pizza looks dope oh yeah, yeah. yeah. that cheesy fucking pizza scene from all dogs go to heaven oh. no 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 I'm, not, I'm talking about I the dog heaven right in your now mind thinking about the dog heaven in your well, mind well I think a lot of the dog heaven in all I of our know. minds is shaped by all dogs go to heaven in the early <laughs> yeah. I think you just run around on a bunch of cool clouds and they're just like sniffing butts yeah and sniffing and all those sweet, what was it, a sweet, faggot's sweet. mouth? <laughs> Your mom's mouth is faggot's Your asshole. mother's mouth. It's more formal. Oh, yeah. yeah. Your mother's mouth is a faggot's asshole. Your mother's mouth is a faggot's asshole. Yeah. But I don't think there's a heaven at all. I think once you're done, you're done. It's really? Like whatever you felt like before you were born, that's what you're going to feel when you're gone. Wait, because we didn't feel any. Well, we can't, we can't. Exactly. It's nothing. Right. I think it's, it's just nothing. Done, it's just I know it's a bummer to think like that, but I just feel like there's no proof of any kind of like reincarnation or anything, you know. Right. Well, my cats do all kind of seem the same, though. Like, no, yeah. I feel I feel like my great cat that I have now, Spike. He's a he is a lot like I had a great cat named Sketch, and they have a very similar personalities. Mm. Um. I, anyways, I don't know. I don't know what happens when people. I just I find it kind of amazing that we collect all of these experiences and then nothing like I I that for me that brings relief when I think about that that's like respite for me like I would love for it to be clicking off whoa okay yeah Mm. Um, it used to scare the shit out of me but then uh, somewhere along the line that changed 
Um, and it's not like a negative thing. It's just like done, over, score. Yeah, really. Yeah. I just feel like. I mean, eternity. Fuck, dude. Yeah. No. <laughs> well. It's yeah. So well, so daunting, well, let's yeah. so yeah. let's ask this. Would you? So would you consider? Like, let's pretend that vampires are real, mm-hmm. and um, that you could live forever as a vampire. Right. But that's the thing is you wouldn't live forever as a vampire because whenever you want to jump out of vampire land, you just jump into the sun. So it's True. not even that big of a deal. Yeah, but they would they like, say, oh, forever, forever. Yeah. And then yeah. you just jump in the sun. So, but would you want to be, would, if you could get the magic pill, if you could have the, the, the fountain of youth, the to forever, live forever, to live forever, would you go for it? I don't, I probably wouldn't. Just because there'd be too many things... That I feel like I would eventually do, but I'd grow bored of it. It's a Groundhog Day situation. Right. You know, it's like you're never, there's no thrill then. Because everything I accomplish now, I know because I only get one life to do it. Right. You know, but if I know that there's a, just a never ending fucking It would ride. be kind of cool to like sit there in the desert, having not eaten for like 3,000 years and just yeah. watch the watch the sun explode. Well, right. That's <laughs> yeah. true too. Well, I mean, I think it would be worth it just for that. It depends if you believe. But there'd be no Instagram to put it on. Right. No, no filter, dude. It, it, it depends if you, it's sort of the Westworld question that if you had enough money and they were fuck robots that you could fucking kill and you could murder them for no reason, would you? If you, I love if it Westworld, seemed, I love it too. Yeah. If you thought that it was, if it was real enough that it seemed, like if it's that, would, I would, see now that's the thing is if I went to Westworld, I wouldn't kill anybody. Mm-mm. No way. Yeah. And I, I just don't have that in me. I don't have that yeah. need to want to go and feel what it's like. I, just, I can't even no, believe those fucking I, James, I, the James Bond video game that came out like Goldeneye? 10 years ago. I couldn't even do that. I've like, I've been killing people for like three hours. Yeah, it's the same I reason I stopped playing out. Call of Duty. It's just like, I, what am I doing? Yeah. But yeah. I, I think the, the real apocalypse all of Westworld is going to be the sex robot apocalypse because we'll, you know, the sex first thing we're going to build now. In terms of AI embedded into a thing, it's going to be a sex robot. It already exists. It already exists. And once they have enough sex with enough of us, they're going to be like, "No, can't have this." We'd really, yeah, they're going to be like improv gene in them. Yeah, right. The reveries. The reveries. Friggin' friggin' reveries. For that show, I can't wait for that show. Love it. Oh, the finale could have been the premiere, maybe. Well, the thing with the fuck (laughs) robots, though. I know, but I still love it. The question is. And it, that's the thing that it makes me think about in Westworld is that it's because they have so much money that they can do whatever they want. And that's the thing. If you live forever and you could do whatever you want, would you just indiscriminately murder people? And if you could, if you had enough money to do so, would you exploit other people to continue being rich? Like, it's it gets to the core of our humanity and who we are as people. And when the restrictions are taken away, what makes you have the restrictions in the first place? What makes you moral? And once you have enough money, are all moralities stripped from you? And you can finally just fuck over anybody you want. You can fucking kill Mexican. Like, could Donald Trump go outside his building and shoot someone in the face and have it covered up? I bet he could. Probably. Yeah, he probably could. Because he has enough money. So that's the thing. That if you get enough power and enough money that you no longer are a human being, you no longer have a moralistic code to be human. Like, doesn't that, isn't that what religion's for anyways? Just so that we can give a moralistic code to people who are not smart enough to, like, understand what it is to be good or bad? But but he he's one who believes that his code is right. And he believes it absolutely. And that's the problem with belief in a code. I think he should have an Iron Man suit. Trump or I'm like, I'm like Dr. Ford. <laughs> Sorry, but I, I think so. So a couple of news items happened where um, more scientists are now running for political office. 
right? Well, that's which cool. For a group of really smart people, they're really dumb if it took them this long to figure out you can only affect change from within a system, not from without. Right. Um, but it, at the same time, it, uh, he's also pushing for uh, NASA to do more exploration and push people towards Mars and actual colonization and stuff because he knows he's going to fuck this planet up so bad we can't live here anymore. Oof. I think that the whole thing I'm getting to is that the people in charge, when they have that much power, do they suddenly no longer have responsibility to their own humanity because they don't have to anymore? Like, or, I mean, you consider yourself a moral person. I would like to, yeah. I I mean, I feel like I'm a good guy. Like, I want to treat others how I want to be treated, and I don't feel like, you know... If I don't or else, you know, right. I f- I'm a big believer in karma, right? That's what I believe in. I don't know what kind of thing that is, but I feel like if you do enough good, good will come back to you. Well, just shitty stuff won't happen to you because you're well, shitty. Yes. Stuff yeah, I think that's kind of unavoidable. Yeah, that's where I'm like, that was the big, you know, one of the turning points for me. Cause I'm like, if God is really watching me all the time, dude, my track record's dope right now. And you're really going to give me like a fucking, uh, a shitty relationship after shitty relationship. And my, like, I hate my sister and all this. You know what I mean? Like, come on, right. dude. Hook yeah. me up with like a good summer. Give me like, <laughs> give me like three dude, like, like an 80s movie. Like yeah. an 80s summer camp movie. Let me do really good at fucking uh, baseball for a little bit. Let me get a hitting streak like going. Bikini Ooh, babes wow. at a lake. Yeah. Oh, I got a lot of likes on this Instagram post. Sweet. Thanks, God. That'd be you, dope. You but look no. like a baseball player. I loved baseball. Still love it. But I mean, I had to give it up. Yeah. Look like a baseball player. What is it? You look. You catcher. You, catcher. I was gonna say you look like a catcher. Yep. Because that's what yeah. all the burly dudes do. Yeah. How do your knees? Surprisingly good because when I um, really started playing a lot, that's when they created knee savers. Oh, those, those little, things! Those little pads. The, the little right. It's like it's like those things they put in your mouth when you're at the dentist. Yeah, yeah. Pretty like much. so that you don't chomp down and then mm. it's easy. So my to knees are all good. And, that's so nice. I know. Knock on wood. Yeah, and you could still and you could drop it like it's hot, probably because you could be down and just oh, get up yeah. and throw to second base I like got a to champ. Catch your cheeks. I can twerk for weeks, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's true. <laughs> All right, so you're a moral person. You've never, would you never, would you ever kill anybody if if it's, okay, Red Dawn, Wolverines, they're marching down the street here. They're marching down 21st Street, and they're like, bring out your men under 30. We're going to murder them all. Because <laughs> it's, an, it's an invading something. I think this happens in countries. I don't know what, we haven't been touched directly by I stay by inside because I'm 30. You stay, in, oh, so there we go. So you're still okay, you're 30. But you wouldn't. If your life was threatened, would you, if... Well, of course, if I have to defend myself, I'm going to try and defend myself without it coming to, like, lethal consequences or anything. Right, right, You right. know, but when you're in the streets, Pam, you're Yeah, in the streets. In the streets. <laughs> Are you capable of killing a chicken? See, that's tough, because I love eating them, and that's one of those whole things, well, can you kill it and then eat it? I... Uh, I have so much experience choking chickens, but to death, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I could do that. I really don't think... Like, I can't put a cow down, so I, I probably couldn't put a chicken down. Gotcha. I love animals. Right, I love know, animals but too. But they're also... I love to eat them. Delicious. Yeah. Could, but can can you can you kill a fish? Have oh. you have you gone fishing? And have you I've ever... killed a fish with neglect. Oh, <laughs> no, I mean like... <laughs> have you killed and eaten a fish? Have you killed a fish and taken... No, you know what's crazy? Is I uh, was a super picky eater growing up. And I did go fishing once. Um, caught a catfish. Nobody else did. But oh, everyone else wow. in my family ate it, but I didn't eat it. Catfish are awesome because they don't have scales. Is that right? So they're easier to 
deal with as a cook. Mm-hmm. You just disembowel those, and they almost look like like weird shark animals. Catfish are the coolest. It was a big boy. It was like 12 pounds. Wow. You didn't eat it. No, I didn't. No I, just, I didn't catfish. want to. I had no interest at that point. Inch- because yeah. you're just like, fish is fishy, fish like, is no, I'm, like, I'm not going to eat fish because I have a nose. I had a, oh. I had a pet red tail catfish yeah. uh, for a while, and it got so big. Um, and then I went, I went out of town for the weekend, and it knocked the filter out of its water and like just blowed it up and got Gosh. all weird. Oh. And uh, my roommate actually just fucking took care of everything for me. Oh, damn. Um, Do you mean by killed it? <laughs> no, like it killed itself. It suffocated oh. itself, and all the fish in the tank died. Damn. Um, I found this free tank on Craigslist. It was like 90 gallons. That's big. Yeah. Huge. And uh, I got this catfish, and nobody spoke English at the place on Clement. You got so, it. The, you, it meant to be. It was meant to be oh, eaten. You, you liberate. You saved it. No, like, and it, was, then it, it just kept getting bigger and bigger. He's like, no, I ate oh, it. Oh yeah, it's like <laughs> Mr. Pinchy. It's Dude, so the anyway, same I got. Concept. So I got a huge tattoo of a catfish, a red tail catfish on oh. my chest. It's fucking badass. For real? Yeah. Oh, that's sick, dude. It, yeah. It's a. We got to His see name it. Was puppy. Oh. <laughs> if uh, you guys want to. You can hearken back to our pictures on the Mutiny Radio site of when uh, Timothy was peeing in a diaper oh. here, and you can <laughs> see some pictures of uh, his catfish tattoo that I didn't notice because I was, what, like, he was breaking bottles. Yeah, <laughs> it was are, really crazy. I've heard a lot it of funny-ass stories from that night. night. That I was nuts. Yeah. It was nuts. But um, the, having saving a uh, catfish and then feeding it you should eat it it's the same concept as mr pinchy from the simpsons when he gets the tiny lobster it fills up the bathtub and then then the last scene is just the dark you know and then there's dan castle or whatever and it's like mm, oh, pinchy so delicious pinchy. And you hear the butter sloshing and uh, i would definitely raise a lobster to eat like that uh so can't kill animals has a big heart but the ladies aren't flocking to. Are you? Do you have a girlfriend? Oh, I'm. Yeah, I'm in a oh. real good relationship. Oh, you are. Oh, yeah, yeah, like four oh, okay. and a half years. Oh, wow, that's great. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna that's marry a, her well, too. For wow, sure. big time. You heard it here first. Mutiny Radio. Oh, yeah, she knows that. Do, do you, But you really, you really want to get into that whole thing? Absolutely. Really? Yes. Why do you believe in marriage? It's because I've always wanted. Um, just to have a, like a best friend like she is I always hang out with and I, I never thought I could connect with someone like that but I was, you can I never without thought. getting married why do you have to get married why well, get married that's true I don't need to be married to her but I want to be her husband I want to have that ring and be well, like, yeah, does, we are married. So, I like Because it's I like an ownership thing? Because it's no, like, it's like no. you can't touch my lady? or Not at all, no, fam. You just, I just, I, I, I just, the institution of marriage bothers mm. me a lot. I'm just, I guess I'm a romantic, big time. Oh. I love, I'm, you know, I love nostalgia. I love romance. Well, does she have money? Because you're a comedian. Uh, she has a good um, job in tech, and I drive for so a lift, so there maybe that we answers. Go. So there you go. Then you question. should marry her, because the only reason to get into marriage is because no. it's a financial contract. It Not is. at all. And I, when I got married the first time, I caught my first STD. Aye, aye, aye. I got a sexually transmitted debt. I got $15,000 worth of credit card <laughs> debt from my now ex-husband. I didn't even know he had that. I didn't know that for three years until we were married for three years. Really? And we Did you sold guys ever our... live together? Yeah, a long time. Did you ever go get an apartment have to get rent checks and all that? Yeah. Or, uh, credit we checks? Were, uh, I, we did that stuff, but I didn't, I never looked, we just, I, he uh, never showed me, he hid it. I got it. Got but we were together for 13 years, married for seven. But mm. in the beginning, I didn't know until well, we had been married for three years. Would you have stuck with him years. if you knew about it? Yeah. But what I'm saying is that 
it would have been better to be honest to know and I didn't want to get married my dad pulled him aside and was like because we've been dating for like we've been together for six years five years six years or something and he's like you guys are you're gonna get well first my dad was like you guys can't buy a house unless you're married first and I was like what and he's like don't be stupid it's a financial thing and then he pulled my now ex-husband aside and was like what are your intentions with my daughter are you gonna marry her and I was like I never wanted to get married I in fact when we got married the entire wedding I was crying the whole time and I never ch- I never changed my name I always kept it Pam Benjamin because I knew I were gonna get divorced eventually wow. I knew it was never gonna work out uh. and I really didn't want to get married. I wanted to be like, well, let's just stay together as long as we want to be together. And then when we want to be apart, we'll be apart. Mm-hmm. Whatever. And, um, but, mm, so, but we were, we were in love and everything was great blah, 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 for oh, a while. Yeah. But it was the, I think that the institution of marriage and the bourgeois middle class life that he was so intent on providing and the status symbols that he just couldn't live without, that was the stuff that broke down the marriage. It's when he made me buy the Lexus. Is when oh, I say that the wow. No, I would never symbols. make her buy anything crazy and also it's well, just a comedian i know but before her like i was just super depressed i also thought like dude, i'm never gonna get married like this is how life is you know i'm just gonna be one of those people who's just gonna be solo dolo for the, for the rest of it and right. i've been with her for almost five years wow so i'm not just like jumping in was her. this post graduation from you from san diego yeah yeah, yeah. so you left san diego so get me the fuck out of here what part i graduated of san diego? uh i was in San Diego State, and I lived real near campus, and then one year I lived in El Cajon. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, after that, I was already, I think I was in LA at the time, and uh, she saw me on Twitter because we both liked the show Workaholics. Uh-huh. So we were just randomly tweeting random Workaholics things, and then she thought I was funny, I thought she was cute, so I just kept hitting her up, but she had a man at the time. Ah. So she ended up just kind of having to block me. Because her dude got real salty. Wow! Because yeah. you, because you guys hit it up. You were oh, I was communicating. Her. I was very blatant. I was yeah. like, "Hey, I want to meet up. Like, yeah, what's going on?" I knew she had to do it. I was like, "I don't care. What's going on?" You're like, "I'm funny." What's he gonna do? Right. <laughs> you know? it's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so she blocked me for a long time, and then this was back when uh, you could still send people messages on YouTube. Oh, and wow. This is I don't know. I guess five some years back. I hit her up, long ass thing, like pretty much everything I could think of, because I didn't know if like she could ever see it again or whatever. Uh, she saw it, hit me back. We met in Berkeley, and we been. She moved in with me six months later. Wow! Yeah. And we lived in L.A. for two and a half, three years. Then we just were like, L.A. sucks, dick. We need yeah. to come back home. So yeah. Moved to Alameda. Been there ever since. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I'm down the street, Fruvale. Really? Yeah. Oh, right on, man. I drop people off fucking Tilden every goddamn day. Yeah, man. <laughs> Alameda, you live on that that cute little island. Mm, it's fucking expensive. Is it really? Yeah, dude. I have to drive so much just to make my half. It's crazy. Uh, and you're far away, too. You're in Alameda. You're well, not even also, in the There's city. also no BART stops there. Right. It's unfortunate. So you've got to drive. Yeah. Everywhere. It's weird because Bart like brings Oakland to the edge of it. It's like this weird mecca, just like the most idiotic, like, it's like a weird, just like, hilarious depressing circus and then like you go 20 feet into Alameda and everything's just fine yeah it's pleasant yeah. well yeah. but you yeah. can't the thing is that you can't get there unless you have a car so it keeps the riffraff out that's right. true and there's like a cool bridge yeah. yeah there's like a few bridges there's a tube we have a tube it's not even a tunnel it's a tube it's yeah a tube. Come on. A tube. oh by the way hi Ashley I love you I know you're listening oh that's so nice see you are a romantic yeah, I love her I love her it's not about ownership well I if anything she owns the shit out of me <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Anything she says, I got you. Wow. You guys are like a Lord song. 
we are like a Lord song. Like, I'm ugly and she has great lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. So you believe in love. That's nice. Mm, I do. That's I didn't before her, but I do now. And, Again, I love you, Ashley. And you make and you make compromises and you communicate well and that's mm. all good. Oh man, comedy schedule. I mean, we have opposite schedules. Oh wow. You know, so that's kind of a little bit of a hurdle to get over. Sure. But she does nothing but support me. She was the one that oh. told me to do stand up. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. I know. She is the shit. She's the best. And so and when did how long have you been doing stand up here? January twenty eighth will be my one year of that's, wow, that's it? Uh, mm-hmm. Oh fuck, I forgot wow. my I forgot my third year. It was the other day. Well, congratulations. Thanks. Arden? Uh, two years here in the city. But as a stand-up comedian? Yeah, as a stand-up. So, oh, okay. yeah, two years total as a stand-up. Gotcha. Right on. Well, there you go. And I uh, I'll take all of your experience combined and then add some, and that's how long I've been doing it. Yeah. <laughs> My first set was July 17th, 2011 at Amnesia. Mm. So that was, I'm coming up on six years this year. And actually, this end of this month, uh, this Friday, and I didn't even I didn't even put this out on the Facebook. Uh, it's Pamtastics is five years. Oh, really? Every uh, Friday of my life for five years. Six. It was five years last year. No. <laughs> then it's six. Yeah, it's six. It was five years last year. That's crazy. Because I remember the. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was five years. Look it up. Because, or might be four. I don't know. I'm really. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I've been doing. I've been doing it every Friday forever. Uh, so that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, that uh, I wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't for this place or Pam. Oh, thanks, oh, for sure. Timothy Pizza. Yeah, it's something about the room where you just like don't give a fuck and don't feel judged. I used to love that Sunday open mic that you used that Chris Knatzer started and then I did for a while and then you picked up and then it disappeared. We used to do Sundays from four to six. We did the ten minute open mic. A, a oh weekly, man, a weekly open mic is just so, it's so it hard on your schedule. Yeah, I know. Man. I run two of them. And then when you get there, and like sometimes people be dicks, and you're just like, why am I fucking? Well, doing and this? that's what happened. Was the day that it was the the fatal day that the mic died was when because we used to do it outside. I used to set up the chairs outside, and we'd bring the little the little uh, amp, and we'd talk to the whole neighborhood, and people would sit there and come by, and that's we'd drink rad. on the street. It was really fun, and we'd sit out there and do it. And then there was a day that. Brandon Stokes was here and Zach Wiseman was on acid. And so Zach Wiseman starts just like ye- yelling perfect. And then Brandon Stokes is saying the N word constantly. And then someone yells out their window, I no more of the hate speech. And like, I was like, what? And then they sent emails and complained. And then Ugh. that was the night that Zach Wiseman was upstairs sleeping because he passed out a little bit on the acid but he didn't tell anybody so we left and locked up the place and then he woke up at night and he was locked in here and so he's on acid banging on the front window <laughs> like screaming so much that the Donya Terrace across the street calls me and they're like we don't know what's going I can't do a Spanish accent uh, Hispanic accent and they're like we don't know what's going on they're, he's gonna break the window he's gonna break the window and I was like don't call the cops and then I came down here and and uh, let him out. And God, that's nuts. He was crazy. I love Zach, though. I love Zach, too. I think he's great. But that was the day that the, that, that particular Sunday open mic was like... <laughs> because we, we would just all get wasted here on a Sunday, and it was really fun, but we were all like, okay, we're going to go, bye. And we just didn't check upstairs, and we went to some other mic somewhere. And 
probably brainwash or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. Sorry, I didn't mean to tangent. We're supposed to talk about you. No, it's all good. <laughs> talk about whatever you want, man. It's uh, about love. So you're a moral person. You believe in love. You don't believe in an afterlife. No, I don't. You, I really don't. But Jesus was a cool guy. You read the Bible. You know any Bible stuff? I didn't read it. Um, I don't know any. I can't Never reference homework. anything. Nah, I just, I just feel like religion is... I understand why it had its place in history. You know, how to guide people to live moral lives. You know, don't kill, don't covet thy neighbor's wife and all that stuff. Don't steal. But I feel like that doesn't need to be called a religion anymore. That's just living. Right. You know, like we don't have to have this, you have to worship anything. Just know not to be a dick. Right. Don't be a dick. Well, it's so, but people are such dicks. So I got, someone gave me a compliment on the bus yesterday because I found some keys in the back of the bus on a seat and I looked around and I'm like, these keys belong to anybody? And everyone goes, no. I'm like, is anybody going to take them up to the driver? Yeah, really. So I was like, I'm going to take the keys up to the driver. I'm like, taking, I'm like, don't worry. I'm not, if these are anybody's keys, I'm taking them to the driver. So I go up to the driver and I'm kind of standing there and the, the driver was not in the mood to deal with me. And I'm like, yellow are- line. Uh, yeah. I was like, <laughs> these are someone's keys. And so, but on the way up, this one guy was like, cause I was like kind of going against the tribe. They're like, Oh, you're trying to get off. I said, no, I'm trying to get these to the driver. And he's like, Oh, bless your heart. What a, what a, what a good Samaritan you are. What a, what a great, what a big heart you have. And I'm thinking like, really? It's someone's yeah. key. I would hope that on the, but house keys don't, no one cares about house keys because yeah. nobody knows. You don't know what locks they go to. You have no idea. They're just anonymous keys. And you hope that somebody would find the keys and give them to the driver and that there would be some key repository at Muni. Like, mm. you would think. Yeah, the standard of, like, good Samaritanness is so low, you know. Like, you would give a standing ovation to someone that would help, like, an old lady up off the ground. You're like, oh, good for you. Stopped your busy day on market to help this dirty old bitch up off the ground. Way to go, buddy. I can see you're a techie and you're busy. I've got, I've got two interesting quick bus stories. Bus story number one. Uh, very crowded bus uh, going through Pacific Heights and I was sitting next to this old woman um, and everybody got in and me and this old woman had to like start cuddling because it was so crowded and then everybody left the bus and we just kept cuddling for like the next three stops. <laughs> and then um, the other time I was riding the, uh, <laughs> was the bus from like Hay on Coal, well like by Coal, like back by where like that cool hardware store is, um, kind of like where the end train goes um, by the hospital. And um, I scream sneezed hella loud. Like, <laughs> what what does that what does that mean away from the microphone? What's a scream sneeze like? Like, like just like some like loud like that, and everybody was just staring at me, and I didn't know what to do. And it was like uh, right in the height of Buster Rhymes' career, so I just went, <laughs> "Got you all in check," or whatever he says. <laughs> it's like after after my sneeze, and like one dude in the back almost pissed his pants. He was laughing so hard, and nobody else knew what the hell I meant. <laughs> um, Flip mode wow. sneeze. Yeah. Yeah, those are my, those are my uh, bus stories. Those are nice. <laughs> I, those I, are solid. I, f- yeah. I found a wallet uh, while walking on, well, not on Valencia Street, but on the sidewalk along Valencia Street. I found someone's wallet, and so uh, it had the person's ID in there and a whole bunch of credit cards and stuff, and $20, so I took it home and mailed it back to him. With the $20 in it? With the $20 in Whoa. it. Whoa. That's solid. Uh, you are an unusual now you're thi- person. Are you thinking when you do that, because I would, I'm like, oh, he's going to send me 40 bucks. Well, I mean, well, clearly you like broke into no, this place. No, later. because uh, it, it was some young 20-something millennial. Oh. And uh, also, I hit them up on LinkedIn, 
just saying, hey, don't cancel all your credit cards and stuff. It just I got your you, wallet yeah. back to you. I'm the um, nicest person alive. Yeah, but, really, that's but solid. But they never check their LinkedIn profile because no one uses LinkedIn unless they're looking for a job. Uh, so, yeah, but uh, she got back to me and she was like, oh, thank you very much. And I was like, okay, cool, bye. And they didn't offer you what cheapskates? No, but that's you good. They didn't even that's offer to come karma. to one of the mics yes. I go to. That yeah. that was that was you're right. It's good karma that definitely pays mm-hmm. back. I, I mean, nobody people take the cash out. That's just the way it is. Because it don't it doesn't even need to be money returned to be like karma repaying you if you feel good. If you, right. That's a good repayment like payment right there. You know? Yeah. Well, that's the Jesus way. Yeah. The, the, if you want to be great in God's kingdom, learn to be the servant of all. Oh. Terrible stuff. If you want to be great. Pam, there is something yeah. I wanted to talk about here. Yeah. Another reason why I uh, kind of hate religion, mm-hmm. like a lot, is because of athletes. Like, I love sports and all that stuff. All of these athletes, I know how hard it is to practice and to be good. Right. They always thank God. Oh yeah, that shit pisses. They're they're the ones waking up to do two a days, and they're right. going to batting practice, and they're right. doing all of this work, and they give it up to some fucking nothing. Right, right. Dude, exactly. You just say, hey, I'm fucking dope. I worked my ass off. Yeah. Thank me. Right. Thank your parents for sure. You know. I don't understand the whole thank God bless you. I don't understand. I completely agree with you. That makes no sense to me. Are you worried about the, your hair a little crackly in the microphone? Well, yeah, I was just going to tell yeah. them to tap the back of the... Uh, the XLR cables. Yeah. The entropy is great in this station. Yeah. Just like God's love. Uh, no, I agree that that, um, that always makes me really angry because it's, you know... And I used to be upset with that when I was a super zealot, even when I was in high school or whatever. And then they would say, well, you know, thank, thank God or do whatever. And I'm like, I did the work. Yeah, I busted my ass for this. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. So, yeah, I agree. Uh, God's love. Uh, but no, the whole thing is uh, the servitude thing. And what I was taught through Christianity is that giving gifts is its own reward, to go back to what you said. Mm-hmm. But then it becomes this sort of like servitude thing that in order to be like Christ, you have to negate yourself and turn the other cheek or give and give and give without thought of compensation in any way. And you know what? That's the problem with women is that we didn't expect compensation for so many of the things that we were expected to do for so long. And then all of a sudden we're like, oh, all of my gifts aren't valued monetarily. And it's like, because we like subjugated ourselves through the religion and it's just this huge diatribe passed down through generations of you know what as a woman just give and give and give and that's just keep giving those blowjobs just keep sucking that dick right i don't know what it would be like for me if like for a long part of like my history as a species like i was considered stuff Right, mm. chattel, yeah, ownership, yeah. and right. that's the whole wedding thing is yeah, moving from the father's house I, to the yeah, husband's I don't, house. I don't know what kind of chip that would put on my shoulder. I don't know if that's the right term, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and I, I can't even. And usually, when I have Latoya around, I'm like, she's like, I'm not just a one woman; I'm a black woman. <laughs> so it's like, if you were, I mean, I, I can't even. Like, it's hard for me to understand like the racism and the, the issue. Like people who were, I mean, and yes, women were property, but like. And I guess we were kind of enslaved, but like black people were really enslaved. I mean, but I don't know. Yeah, anyway. it's a, this whole place is so confusing. Yeah. I'm, I'm so confused too, but that's the whole thing is that people who owned slaves went to church and considered themselves moral, upright Christian people. They owned people. 
Well, because yeah. they could point to the Bible and show, oh, we we subjugated these people, we subjugated these people, so it's just the next person's turn. turn and it's yeah. right. They're playing with an old rule book. You right. know? Yeah. They feel right. like, oh, look, it's all good. It's slavery. It just yeah. happens. We just enslave another people. They're not human. They're not so real. Stupid. But that's the thing. is that So what's with your pelt? Oh, yeah. Well, that's not human. That's a, that's a, a, a what are those? That's a, it's a, not an at-at, but a, is like a, a jack-jack. No, it's um, it's like a certain kind of um, like wild deer called like an ick ick or a dick dick or a jack rub or something. It's real. It's called a jack rub. The <laughs> <laughs> wild jack rub. <laughs> it's, no, no, no. Ooh, what, what a soft a t- pelt. I would have thought it'd been more blistery and coarse. It's, it's actually very called, elusive. It's called. It's actually called a dick pup. <laughs> a dick pup. Yeah, it's a dick pup. Um, it was left here like, like everything else that's left here. Uh, it was one of those things that was left here, and I have no idea. It belongs to the station now. Yeah, there was a weird skull for a while. It's it's hidden. The um, <laughs> yeah, the it's my favorite piece of art. It's in the it's in the closet in the back. It's the possum undertaker. It's a good thing you hit it. it was, uh, uh, well, it was getting destroyed yeah. because on Tuesdays, open improv just was. They just they just they don't care. They just yeah. throw shit around, right? They they wrecked it so many times that I was like, I have to put this away. I I could put it on the piano again if I wanted, but I'm just so worried about it. It's like a really beautiful piece of art. It looks like I a think Aldo tried to steal it one time. That's how I knew it was real because he was like, "This is a bone." This is a bone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Uh, so, Casey, what's the the best thing that you've seen? The best Good Samaritan thing you've seen lately, where you're like, "Oh, my faith in humanity is potentially restored," and then also the worst thing that you've seen recently, where you're like, "Everyone is the worst. How are we still alive?" Hell in a handbasket. That is a tough one. I hate to bring this up, but I have seen, um, because I I fear being cheesy, but my girlfriend helps out homeless people whenever she can. Oh. Like, she wants to work with homeless people. Wow. So, anytime she's going up and down bar that she sees someone that needs help or, like, has a lot of bags or whatever, she will just straight up drop everything, help them up, you know, do whatever she needs to do, then go back, grab her stuff, and go. Wow. So, I guess I would say my girl, Ashley, I love you. Brownie points, baby. But um, I guess her, but then the worst, God, just in the city, you see the worst shit all the time, you know? It's just like neglecting homeless people that just want like at least a look, you know? Right. I guess that would be like the thing that kind of bums me out. Well, but that's the thing is, are we expected to give our attention to, is that is that part of our humanity to say like to acknowledge, I mean, do we have... Is that a thing? We have to acknowledge I, it? I don't know. Is I that guess, maybe the problem is that we don't acknowledge it? Or I don't know. It's very complicated, and I don't think I have a right answer or a wrong answer. Well, I mean, none of it matters. The only thing that matters is like your reaction. Yeah. Like, I mean, the things that happen between uh, the incoming data to the outcome that cause all the pain and discomfort and confusion don't matter whatsoever. The only thing that yeah. matters is what you do or don't do. It's true. Yeah, I think. I ignore so much. I know. I I do too. I'm guilty of it, but I always try to be conscious of it and always like, hey, you know, I'm going to humanize. I don't want him to feel like he's just being ignored by society. Well. That would be like a crippling thing to endure every day. Yeah, but, you know, here's the thing. If you shit your pants and you don't wash them within (laughs) 30 minutes. Those people are interesting. It's going to smell like poo forever. (laughs) And once you, I mean, you've got, if you shit. is that true? It's absolutely true. If you shit your pants and you don't wash them within like 30 minutes, those pants will always smell like shit. So if I have shit shit pants in my hamper at home, I should just chuck them? 
If it's been more than 30 minutes, you're never going to get the complete smell or the complete stain out. I have no sense it's, Oh, well, that's interesting. It's the same thing if you have like period pants. Like if you, like let's say I'm having my period. Like bell bottoms or? No. Oh. <laughs> let's say that you are having your period and you get your pants all bloody. You have like 30 minutes to get them in the water washed. Otherwise the blood will never come out of any, it will always be any there. Any fabric. Any fabric. Hmm. Okay. And it's, but it's the same way with poo. And I think that a lot of questionably housed people just maybe they lose their sense of smell or they just become used to it over time. But I oh, feel they like definitely get the sense I, I got a lot of sorting to do when I get home. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't know if I was questionably housed. I think that I would try to not have the factors in play that make society shun me. I agree. Mm. You got you can't just like be a complete mess. You know, yeah. but the poor, you know, I, I can see some people that are just like, really, they're trying, right. you know, but so I guess I am discerning, well, which is going to your earlier thing, discerning, yeah. Pam, about feeling bad about ignoring them. It's like, you know, part of it is how much of your time are you going to spend out of your day? Right. Because what, let's say theoretically, you would give a nickel to every person, destitute person you saw on the street. Every day, mm. right? On your walk You'd to and from work. You'd still be making 25% more than women. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. But, but it's like how, you know, how much out of your money that you need to sustain yourself is that? And right. then when you put that into time perspective, like, you know, you make X amount of dollars per hour, you could be doing something else with That's your time. That's true. So there, there is this, you know, inherent selfishness in all of us of I want my time. But I... I try and at least, you know, once a day, you know, take a second mm. to, you know, at least acknowledge somebody, if not help them out. But yeah, you can't do it all the time. Yeah. You, Wait, gave, no, no, you want it to be right, you have to actually take a nickel from a homeless woman and give it to another. To yeah, a you pigeon. pay it forward. Yeah. That's what that pay movie was. Well, no, just yeah. whoever you run into, if it's a man, you give him a nickel. If it's a woman, you you take a nickel. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. Then it was the, otherwise. It was the, I mean, if you, uh, the, if, the, uh, the hologram. If you thought about it, <laughs> two, if you gave two dollars, if you gave two questionably housed people a dollar a day, and that's two dollars a day. Yeah. That's like seven hundred dollars. That's like seven hundred. That's a three hundred sixty-five days a year. That's a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a. That's, that's like seven hundred twenty bucks. Yeah. That's that's two and a half days in a suite at the Hilton. You're just putting it in perspective for me right now. Yeah, anywhere. Anywhere. And you know what? They don't even give you a free Because I got a gift card. Oh, you got a gift card for a Hilton? Yeah. Go to the go to the one up in Napa. Real? Yeah, take, take a lady friend. Go to drink some wine. I was thinking about maybe like going to Fresno. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> well, here's, here's the thing. Is it, 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 it's so funny. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't yeah. matter where you go, really. I mean, whenever I'm in a hotel room, I usually, with, yeah. I usually just sit in the hotel room anyways with the boyfriend and be in the bathtub and drink wine so it doesn't matter what town we're in mm. like just hanging out in a hotel i love smoking yeah. weed in hotel rooms huh that's my favorite when how i was in portland i was that? well i did a b&b in portland so i guess that doesn't count but it was great how do you do it in hotel rooms yeah without like pissing off uh people. you have to bring you got to go college style because i smoked in the dorms too I see, I, it's I, the I, toilet late, paper roll fabric bloomer. softener thing yeah exactly toilet paper Wait, fabric so softener. you've done b, uh, b&b oh yeah, yeah i love it can you tour a b&b before you do it I think if you well, that's kind of interesting because normally when people B and B, it's just like they're going way away. But I guess if it's you, just need like a, a place lot of to crash. Have online tours now. Yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely. We'll talk about this after the show. I have a really, really weird question. No, oh, yeah, okay. 
You got it, man. Okay. Okay. But yeah, I loved my Airbnb experience, and I love smoking weed in hotels, and it's easy to do if you have a toilet paper roll, fabric softener, stuff the toilet or the fabric softener in the roll, put another. Are sheet. you kidding? Play. I yeah, it, it also it also helps to turn the shower on. House party was the shit. The, the wetness of the shower also helps tamp the smell down. Absolutely, you can Jamaican hotbox it. Yeah, Jamaican hotbox. There's this hotel in uh, Portland that'll just uh, they leave joints for you on your pillow. And oh, get that's the so fuck nice. out of here, really? Portland. Um, I'll, when I find out the name, I'll. I'll uh, uh, it's I'll, a it's a it's a buds and breakfast. It's a dude, blunts like, and breakfast. Um, if you're going with your girlfriend, they're leaving you with a bucket of sex toys. Uh, oh, a bucket. I, yeah, that's a, a bucket of, of re. re sterilized sex toys no, no, oh, they're all God. brand new it's like a, it's like a $40 thing and they go and like buy you like a kit whoa like if you want to just like get out of town and have like fuck weekend central uh, but the room <laughs> this room it's only one particular room and it's a room that's like next to where the party is till like 2 or 3 a.m. Mm. so that's what you get is like a bonus like you get that room where you can get the weed and the sex toys that's dope and you um, can bring a dog Oh, oh, a dog. See, that's the But if you have a dog, you're not allowed to have the sex toys. I love my uh, dog. I know, I, I just made that up. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, I was going to ask Casey another question. But now you're thinking and about dogs. I'm thinking sex about toys. dogs and sex. I'm just thinking of dogs <laughs> chewing the sex toys. I know, toys. I just see my dog just gnarling on a huge dilly. Yeah, just, <laughs> just running around. Uh, so, in, uh, in uh, relation to our podcast, um, I uh, may have stumbled upon um, a possible segment. Um, so, uh, I, I have a really weird schedule and um, I wanted to do better at work. So, uh, I, my mom calls me one day and she's like, Let's go to the seminar. If I get three people to go, then I get it for like $49 instead of $300. She's like, it's for Microsoft Excel. So I'm like, whatever. You know, I have a day off anyway. So I go with her um, next to the bowling alley in Clayton. Uh huh. And it's like this weird room, 9 a.m., just like shitty coffee. And like, I learned more about Microsoft Excel in eight hours than I did in uh, as a business major for two years. Wow. Um, and then uh, my boss bought me the fucking uh, cold. And it's like a fucking you got a golden ticket. It's like a cult, man. I got the course schedule. I'm taking like how to deal with women, um, how to be assertive, how to transfer from staff to management. Like it's gonna get weird. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wanna like, I don't wanna do like an expose because I'm really into it. And if it's a cult, I'd probably join. But uh, is it is it landmark? It's Pryor. Pryor. Fred Pryor. Because landmark is a. Is a, a scheme and a, you know. Do okay, so this guy it's stands. It's like a cult scheme. This guy stands right? in the center of the room. He's younger than me, uh, wearing a clearly shitty shoot, uh, suit, like poor suit. Like, like he tried to make it look poor. Like, right, like right. I, I'm onto this dude. And um, board, no Apple Watch, no nothing. Um, 75 people in the room remembers everyone's name. What? Whoa. Yeah. He's like, hey, Timothy, hey, Suzanne, hey, Rachel, uh, hey, Will. Con man. Uh, yeah, and then... Um, Con man. Uh, uh, and then uh, he tries to... Then, they, then he does like 20 minutes of like trying to sell you weird speed reading books and memorization books about... And then he uses the, like, I just remembered all your names. And like, I'm like sneaking around, like looking for a secret, like name list or like yeah. a seating chart. But there's no way. He really fucking did it. Um, and he looked so guilty and unhappy um, wow. that I have to go back and go to every single class. Yeah. 
How, so how much did this cost? Um, $199 because wow. uh, they were giving away. They're like, if you buy it in the next 15 days, um, it's only $199, $199 versus like, you know, like an $8,000 value. Well, you better get a lot out of this. It sounds a lot like Trump University to me. Mm. Oh, no. Which was written by, um, it was curriculum that wasn't real curriculum. It was written by Timeshare people that they were selling timeshare so they just keep selling you the the bigger classes but if you actually learn something about excel that's great Dude, i made a pivot table that blew people's minds <laughs> i don't even know what a pivot table right? is i, excel that scares the I shit have out of ptsd me. from being in marketing and doing pivot tables all i have time. dreamed in excel i, I feel sorry for you <laughs> i, uh, I now no dream of weed and naked women that's uh, not. Casey Scannell, what do you dream of? This is going to be, we're going to close it up ooh. with Casey and then we're going to get to pervert fervor. I honestly had a hour. terrifying dream recently. Okay, tell us. It was fucking, sp- you know those dreams where it feels super real? where you, uh, like, it, it stays with you for like a couple days. Yeah. It's when you're wearing socks. Uh, yeah, I was in wearing your, socks. In your dream. Oh, you sleep with socks on, yeah. That's crazy. Dude, dude, I, like, I, like, I sleep with socks on. Oh, go ahead. Okay, oh, yeah. so I have a huge fear of like, for some reason, being thrown in jail. Oh, interesting. I do not want to be in prison. But you've never been in jail. Oh, no, no, no. Fuck no. no huh, I've honestly made sure to go fucking straight and narrow awesome. to avoid that shit. Anyway, so this dream, I don't know why, but uh, my girlfriend is walking me through like an orientation at this jail because I'm about to do like six months. <laughs> oh, wow. So I'm at a jail orientation. Nice. Everyone's wearing fucking name tags. And it's like, yeah, this is where... Uh, you're about to, you know, stay. You're about to go eat here. You do this for like 20 hours of the day, and I'm just fucking reeling in my head. I'm like, I can't Why do this. I I'm like, this, I'm starting to like try to tell myself, like, okay, if I do this for this part of the day, I'll be all right. You know, like I'm weirdly conceptualizing. Yeah, I can and hang myself like, with that. I know, but then I, I, oh, I just was like, dude, this is not. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I got so much anxiety. I woke up. <gasps> And then it just stuck with me the whole day. It's kind of anticlimactic. Wow. Well, but so I just felt like it was super real. Like I was so about to go to jail. Well, this yeah, it don't gets wear into, socks when you sleep. It gets know, into our whole morality <laughs> question, though. Or sleep next to a space heater. <laughs> uh, when you when doing dream interpretations, you are supposed to think that everything in the dream actually is you. So really, yeah, you being in jail, it's like you're jailing. There's something in your life where you're feeling trapped, but you've done it to yourself. Whoa. And you don't necessarily know why because you didn't even think about why am I in jail? That didn't go through your mind. You're uh. just like, I'm in jail now. How do I deal with it? Yeah. So there's something in your life that you're feeling trapped by, but you don't even know what that is. Hmm. If I had to put a finger on it, driving for Lyft sucks. Ah. I want a little you, more income for sure. Well, what other what other jobs? Do you, I mean, you've got a degree from San Diego I know, State. I have an English degree. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's fucking worthless. Did you have a professor... Um, one of my friends is a is a uh, he got his master's from state and he teaches there now. But this was a long actually. I was there from '04 to '10. Oh, okay, I, he probably wasn't teaching there yet. Oh, okay. Um, that's so funny. I lived in San Diego from 2000. We bought a house and let's see. I was, Where in San Diego did you? Uh, I used to teach at Ocean Shores Continuation when I lived in Vista, oh. and um, my ex husband was a veterinarian at in Vista and then we moved to Claremont okay. Mesa and uh, right across like right off Claremont Mesa um, on Tecolote Canyon like our backyard was the canyon mm-hmm. oh that's how you say that Tecolote yeah it means okay. owl in like some sort of Aztec uh, yeah, yeah I live in Ocean Beach oh you live in OB yeah, yeah that must have been fantastic oh yeah uh, 
crazy story. Yeah. yeah. OBPB mission. Oh yeah, I, I love that. Show. Did you ever like hanging out in like? Uh, did you ever go to um, Hamilton's in like South Park? I had friends that lived in South Park, yeah. but I never went up to any bars out there. Because I, I would always hang Hamptons. out there pregame. We'd go to like Moondoggies or some shit. Moondoggies. That's you know so I mean? funny. And PB. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's so funny. PB was the shit. Yeah. I loved it. I used to go to Moondoggies in La Jolla when oh. I was in, I went to UC San Diego. Oh, okay. I went, got my undergrad from there, but I graduated in 96. Torreros. I went to Winston's. Winston's? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. That's where I hung out. I lived like, uh, just like 500 feet away. That's so sick. Yeah, it's so crazy. Yeah, San Diego was pretty fun. I was in a wheelchair too. It was was crazy. Yeah, Yeah. I used to swim the cove during the summers. Really? Yeah, it was fun. I never like got super. I would just hang out on the beach mostly. I never like did any super water sports. Uh, Water sports. Trump's America. Oh God, we did well. We almost got through a whole podcast without mentioning him. But thank you. We did good though. We did good though. We did. We did. You said you were wrapping up, so I thought. No, we are. No, it's good. Perfect. (laughs) Uh, So thank you, Casey Skinnell. You guys can see him. Uh, He's part of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival coming up in March. He's going to be hosting uh, Oh My DUI. As he's never been in jail and is afraid of being there, mm-hmm. he's gonna have other people but I will telling be drunk, their probably. stories. Oh, that's yeah, a really sure. fun show. Oh my DUI. And people I'll be at uh, Myriad stories. on Friday. Oh right, we're, we have the show together. That's oh, exciting. Yeah, yeah I'm at, I'm 27th. I'm I'm on I'm booked on that show as well. It's gonna be interesting because I've got to find people to sub here. I oh, don't really? know what time I'm going up or whatever, because yeah. I'm like I've got four hours here, but I'll just dip out and then come back. For sure. Uh, yeah. I'll check my schedule. Oh, Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Uh, Thanks, Arden, for being here, too. You guys can listen to him on the Night Space Wednesdays from 10 to midnight. Again, Casey Scannell. Go see him this Friday at Myriad. Thank you, Pam. This was fun. Oh, yeah. Thanks for talking about belief and the things you believe in. And uh, Timothy Pizza, as always, thank you for being here. He's going to take us out with uh, some Uh, pervert pervering. uh, We just got to swap four and three there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Sweet, sweet, sweet. Uh, yeah. There it is. Thank you guys for listening to Some Call Me Tim. Cool, cool, cool.
Alex. Ed, can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby. Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again. And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive, pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com. This is Tuchel Matos with Mute in the Radio. Big up to the number one station that rule the nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. Yeah. Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Oh. 
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRack. <laughs> SF brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. The second annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming March 1st through 5th, 2017 to San Francisco, featuring 25 shows in five days and 50 comedians from across the entire U.S., from Washington and Portland to Los Angeles, New York to Indiana, Tennessee to Pennsylvania, these comics will join San Francisco's best underground comedians for five days of comedy at Mutiny Radio. All shows will be live streaming and available after via podcast at www.mutinyradio.fm. But see them live in our intimate 30-seat performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Mission, March 1st through 5th. Tickets available on our website, www.mutinyradio.fm now. Brought to you by our generous festival sponsors, Alta California Botanicals, Destiny's Mom, What a Tomato Produce Company, the law offices of John P. Strauss III, Asiento, FruFruHot.com, Jankytown.org, Brooke Heineken, Pervert Fervor, and Trina Roderick. Asiento. This locally owned Mission neighborhood bar and restaurant is excited to be a sponsor for the festival. We hope you'll join us any night of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival for happy hour pricing all night long. Just mention that you are an audience member for happy hour pricing March 1st through the 5th at Asiento. Our address is 2730 21st Street at Bryant Street, just a half a block away from Mutiny Radio. Asiento has a warm, friendly neighborhood vibe that's perfect for an after-work drink or for a night out. Featuring a comfortable bar and extensive tapas menu, this is the perfect place for groups that want to get together for drinks and food. Join us at Asiento. Whoa there. What a tomato! Where did you find such a nice tomato? What a tomato? I know, I just said that. Where'd you get that fine heirloom? What a tomato. Look, man, this isn't a come on. Just tell me where you got that beautiful tomato. 
What a tomato. No, no, seriously. I actually want to eat a tomato. I love tomatoes. Where did you get that tomato? What a tomato. Dude, it's a fine, beautiful tomato. I want to eat one too. I want one right now. I like to eat them like an apple with salt. Tell me, where'd you get the tomato? What a tomato. Are you high? Just tell me where I can find a tomato like that. What a tomato. Is this a metaphor? What a Tomato Produce Company in San Francisco. For all your wholesale produce needs, 2055 Jared Avenue. Hope your legs are looking sexy, because we're going to charm your pants off. Come to the Charm Offensive Comedy Show at Punchline San Francisco. It's a night of great jokes, magnetic personalities, featuring the Bay Area's most awarded comedians, plus national headliners. You'll laugh. You'll swoon. And when you regain your composure, you'll swipe right. Tuesday, March 7th. Doors at 7, show at 7.30 at 444 Battery Street in San Francisco's Financial District. Brought to you by Paco Romaine and Destiny's Moms Comedy. Our last show sold out, so get your tickets now at punchlinecomedyclub.com. Charm Offensive at Punchline Comedy San Francisco. Tuesday, March 7th. See you there, sexy. What's with the limp? I got hit by a car on my bike. This person just ran a red light. How are you going to work? You wait tables. I don't know. I'm terrified. I count on my tips and these hospital bills are confusing. The insurance adjusters just treat me like I'm a piece of paperwork. Man, you should go to johnstrausslaw.com. John Strauss is a great personal injury attorney. When I got hurt, he handled everything for me. He was on my side. And best of all, I didn't have to pay out of pocket. He got paid when I did. That's great because I cannot afford to pay out of pocket. Yeah, don't let them confuse you and trick you. They treat you like you're a business. And it's not business, it's personal. Injury. JohnStraussLaw.com